You know what time it is. It's time for an economic update with Dr. Dr. Kirk Elliott. Welcome. My favorite PhD, double PhD in the whole world. What's yes. up? <laughs> so good to be with you again. You know, we've we've seen a lot happen in the economy since Silicon Valley, right? So yes. Silicon Valley Bank collapsed in February, and then four other big regional banks decided to follow suit. Why? Because they were running out of money. They had more withdrawals than they had deposits. That's why banks fail. And the second reason that they fail is their investments are just bad, right? Mm -hmm. So it's like, yeah, you have more withdrawals than deposits, so you're already running low. But then when you have bad investments, it, it accelerates the problem, right? So so a lot of times people think, well, this is, you know, sometimes it's just too big to fail, right? Like how could Bank of America, Citi, JP Morgan Chase or any of those ever, ever kind of go out of business because they always get the stimulus money. They're just huge, you know, blah, blah, blah. You right. hear that all the time. Well, mm -hmm. Bank of America. So was it two weeks ago? I think two weeks ago, we talked about Citibank and Project Bora Bora and how the CEO of Citibank is mm -hmm. now laying off 10% of their workforce, which actually started last Monday. So they're laying off. Why would they lay off? Because they have no money. That's why companies Ooh. lay off people, right? They're, they know that their expenses are too high and revenue is too small. So you look at Bank of America now, following, you know, a week after the Citibank decided they're, they're going to lay about off all 10% of its workforce, which is 24,000 people, right? 24,000. Yeah. So look, let's look at Bank of America's unrealized losses. So the losses that they have on paper, right? So can you so define real quick an unrealized loss? I mean, so get, break, if, break that down got, uh, for the listeners that may not grasp that, uh, that exactly. <laughs> so I want to make sure I understand, yeah. like, where is that in the process of being on their books and how does it affect them now versus is it like an anvil that's falling? It just hasn't hit their head yet. Yeah, it hasn't hit their head yet. It's like they jumped off the cliff, but they haven't they haven't actually hit mm. the bottom and died, but they're on yeah. their way. Right. So so unrealized losses on paper, let's say you own a stock or a bond or a house or anything. And it's coming down in value. Let's say you you paid $500,000 for your house. And now the real estate market is collapsing. It's now worth $400,000. Okay. So it's like that's unrealized loss of $100,000. Once you sell the house for $400,000, then it's a realized loss of $100,000. Gotcha. Right? So, so here's the unrealized loss means when banks are running out of money, they're going to have to start selling their assets. It's just a matter of time. So Bank of America in 2021, the entire year, had $12.9 billion of unrealized losses. In 2022, that, that went through the roof, $113.5 billion Whoa. in unrealized losses. From 12.9? Yeah, to, wow. to 113.5 in 2022. Now it gets worse. First quarter of this year, of 2023, $99 billion unrealized losses in one quarter. Second quarter, $105.8 billion in unrealized losses. Third quarter, which just ended at the end of October, um, I'm sorry, the end of September, um, $131.6 billion in unrealized losses. So for this year alone, just Bank of America, let's see, 131 plus 105, that's 236 plus 99. 
we're at about 335, 335 billion in unrealized oh loss so far this year. And that's only through the third quarter. So imagine you've got more withdrawals than you have deposits going in. You got to start selling assets. It's like, oof. That, that these these are going to turn into realized losses, right? So, mm-hmm. so to put this into perspective, from 2008 until 2021, there were only 16 losing quarters out of 56. So, having a an unrealized loss um, in a quarter has been kind of a rare thing. Doesn't really happen mm-hmm. all that much. Okay. Hopefully, banks are good at being banks, right? Um, but since 2022. Everything has skyrocketed and it's doing quarter after quarter after quarter. And I think this is the catalyst um, for what comes next, which is more widespread bank failures. Mm -hmm. Because if it were just relegated to Bank of America only, well, then other banks would be good. Well, we just saw that that Sac City Bank in Iowa that, that failed, went into FDIC receivership. Um, because of a bunch of bad loans about a, a, three weeks ago. And we saw Citibank lay off 10% of its <clears> workforce. <throat> Banking industry is not healthy, but it gets worse than that because I just read an article literally oh, an hour ago that there's over 64 bank branches that closed in the last week. <laughs> it's like, what? In the last Whoa. week? Across- 64 branches. Now, that's not going to really make the news because it's not a bank failure, but it's part of the bank that's failing. They had to close the branch because it's not profitable. So we saw 64, and this goes from like U.S. Bank and and PNC and Wells Fargo. I mean, the list is like all big banks that we know. Wow, They're closing up branches. But but there's over there's over a thousand branches that have that have closed throughout the year. I mean, Banks are shrinking, right? They're, mm-hmm. they're, they don't have the revenue to cover their expenses, so that's why they have to close branches. This is just like a company. When a company can't afford to stay in business, they start laying yeah. people off. Mm-hmm. Branch closing bank is the exact same thing. Man, uh, producer Colton uh, sent me a uh, clip over the weekend. I don't know who the guy was. He must be a, a multi multi millionaire, but but he made a comment. He's on a podcast, and he goes, I, I, "He goes, I wanted to do something." He's talking to I don't know if he was the guest or he was his show. I don't know who the guy was, but he goes, "I, I went to, I went to the bank, and he goes, I, I wanted to withdraw two hundred and fifty thousand dollars." And he goes, "In my net worth, he goes, that's not a lot of money." And he goes, "But I have." way more than that there. I just wanted 250,000 of it. And they said, whoa, they had all this kind of thing. And they said, okay, it's going to take six weeks. We're going to need to hire a uh, staff to walk you to your car to make sure, you know, all this kind of stuff. And it's going to take six weeks to get it. And he goes, that's why I waited for this episode. And he goes, uh, and he goes, we waited the six weeks. They couldn't never still come up with the 250. They gave me 160. That's all they could come up with in six weeks. And uh, um, it was a major, major problem just to get, and he goes, that's a small percentage of the amount that I have in the bank. Now, probably not a lot of listeners here probably feel bad for mm-hmm. the guy, but this isn't about like his net worth versus yours. It's irrelevant. If you have $1,000 in the bank and you went in to take 250 out and they gave you grief, you're going to be concerned. Um, the money is not in the building. It's it's not in the building. And then he kind of went on to break down, like I think there's less than 3% of, of the money that shows on people's you know app that they have in the bank is actually accessible. Mm. whether you want to go in and withdraw it or whatever you want to do. So I I, I think this is something that's going to be kind of a, a, a no story until it's like 
the story. Great point. It's a hundred percent true. Um, bank branches are never a story when they close. I mean, mm-hmm. you and Stacy could be walking down the street, going to out for coffee somewhere, and you see this bank branch fail. It's like, well, man, last week it was there. Now it's not. Well, I'll just go to another branch, right? It's like mm-hmm. you, you don't care. You really don't care. It doesn't really even register as something that's important until the whole entire bank. Maybe that branch. Maybe that bank had fifty branches. And then the whole bank goes under. Mm-hmm. That's what makes the news, right? Mm-hmm. So this is not news until it is. And then it's going to sneak up on people and say, we never saw this coming. It's like, no, you should have seen it coming. Yeah. There are always warning signs, just like there's warning signs in the economy. There's warning signs w- before a war erupts, mm-hmm. right? There's, there's always a warning sign. There's warning signs in a marriage before a marriage fails, right? It's like yep. you stop communicating, you keep fighting, you're running out of money. There's, there's, I mean, everything, right? So there's always warning signs for everything in life. Right. You just have mm-hmm. to know how to identify them. It's huge. And so getting your money out of the bank, doing something where you have something tangible that you're not dependent on the money's in the on the money in the bank, that's the key. And that's why you talk about silver all the time. And eventually it could be gold, but right now it's silver. Right. Hundred percent. So we have, a, we have a landing page. This gets you into Dr. Kirk's world. Go to him. Check it out. Don't take our word for it. Go and have a conversation. See what you want to do. Flyovergold.com. We just did that because it's simple. It's easy. Gets you into his space. You can fill out a form, put in your information, and set up a real conversation with somebody that is is not going to arm bar you and put you in a timeshare pitch mm-hmm. or something like this. It's like, hey, if you want this amount or more, you have an IRA, you got a retirement, whatever it is you want to do, um, I, I think if, if you're alert enough that you're watching a show like this, you probably know uh, Bank America isn't losing sleep over mm-hmm. how you're going to end up on this. There's going to be a big switcheroo here at some point and with CBDCs or something. They got to find some way to cook the books or recook the books or like a twice baked potato, twice baked the books to get this thing switched around into something else like a like a shell game. And uh, where are you going to be when the music stops? Is there a chair for you? What well, depends on where your money is and how much of a haircut people are going to take. The world cannot continue the way it is. Mm-hmm. They can walk you through this much better than than myself or anyone else or probably your neighbor, your brother-in-law mm-hmm. or anyone else. Talk to somebody that has the education to give you your options. Flyovergold.com to get you into space or you can give them a phone call. Yep. Call 720-605-3900. Dr. Kirk, thank you so much for your time. We really appreciate it. There's not one thing that you can buy at a grocery store today for a dollar. And it feels like a scary time, but it doesn't have to be scary for us. We may not be able to control the government or what they're doing with our spending or what happens with inflation, but we can control what we do. This is one ounce of silver, but you might have bought a one ounce silver that, you know, you paid $80 for it because it had a picture of Elvis on it. It doesn't matter what's on it. This is worth the spot price of silver that day. And so it's important that you're buying silver and not stories. And number two, that you're buying it from a broker that does not charge you a commission when you go to sell it. And so I know when I go to sell it, I don't want to pay a commission based on the increase. I only want to pay a commission based on the purchase of it that day. So when I go to sell it, all of that profit belongs to our family. We've known Kirk for over 25 years. His dad was a mentor of ours when we were first married. It's a family that I completely trust. For you to be able to connect with them, all you have to do is go to flyovergold.com. There's a place you can fill out your information. Someone from Dr. Kirk's team will give you a call to set up an appointment to help to answer your questions. It doesn't cost you any money whatsoever. 
or you can call 720-605-3900. I am so glad that we did. Do it today. You'll be glad you did. Well, Wesley and I got all in the Christmas spirit after decorating, and we decided to make a naughty and nice list. And Ooh. I have to say, Avery, you're doing quite well. Really? So we're trying to decide who all we're going to buy MyPillow stuff for Christmas. You know, if you use promo code FLYOVER, you get up to 66% off when you go to MyPillow.com. That's a great deal. Can't beat it. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. Promo code FLYOVER. For more great content, go to flyoverconservatives.com.